Good morning. Welcome to Local Matters. Ben Rogers here. Excited to have Mr. Junior Jones, the White County Assessor of Property. Junior, good morning. Good morning, Ben. Glad to be with you this morning. Glad you're here. Known you a long time. Uh, well, I say a long time since you've been in the office. Never had a chance to have you on. We were talking last week at a meeting in Franklin, and you're you're very knowledgeable in that position, property assessor. And I think the only property assessor I've had on is Mr. Steve Pierce from Putnam. And I thought I need to have you on. You got some you got some knowledge. You got a good perspective of what the office is doing. Uh, you're very passionate about what your role is in White County, and so I'm glad you're here. And we're going we're going to learn a lot about you today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me this morning. I uh, I thank a lot of uh, Assessor Pierce. Uh, he and I have uh, worked together on a lot of projects, and uh, he's he's been my go-to guy for many, many, many years. And uh, I credit a lot of my knowledge to uh, his assistance, that's for sure. Yeah, I think the Upper Cumberland team of assessors is pretty close. Y'all have these regional meetings, some in Cookville, and then y'all, like, like you went to Franklin last week, and uh, with some more people in Middle Tennessee, I guess you could say more assessors and trustees. And I think that network... Not only is important for you know purposes in your office, but it's important to show a strong connection with the legislature when things come down the pike for for bills that maybe the legislature is wanting to entertain. Y'all may or may not like, and we're actually may discuss one or two of those later in, in the show. But that network is good, and I'm, it was good to see you last week in Franklin. Thank you. Uh, I want to start a little bit about you, uh, since you've never been on before. Uh, I like to have my guests if they haven't been on. We like to talk about their background. So, did you grow up in White County? I did grow up in White County. We moved here from Indiana uh, back home to Tennessee when I was six years old and immediately started school. And uh, I graduated here in 1976. And uh, like so many of us, uh, our parents told us to get a job in a factory and uh, they had good benefits and good pay. So that was uh, that was what I did. I went to a local factory here in Sparta called Mallory Controls. And I actually worked there nearly three decades. And over those years, I was able to... Uh, and acquire an apprenticeship in the in the tool room and uh, got my tool and die journeyman card and unfortunately that uh, that plant uh, closed down in 2005 and went to china so i went to another uh manufacturing facility in sparta called thomas industries and i was in their tool room there for about four years and lo and behold they decided to go to uh mexico so uh, neither fluent in Spanish nor uh, Mandarin, I decided if I want to stay in Sparta, Tennessee, I probably need to think of something else to do. <laughs> so a good friend of mine, a local county official, Dean Wayne Robson, the county executive, uh, he prodded me into running for this job called the assessor of property. Didn't know what it was, but it sounded interesting, sounded like something I'd be uh, very interested in to trying out to, to do. And uh, Lo and behold, uh, in 2016, I sent home the 25-year assessor by 112 votes. Wow. And been there since 2016. I will be uh, running for my third term next year. Well, and so, Junior, it says a lot about you as a, a person or individual in the county for you to be in one career uh, in, in industry, right? You had a career in industry. It sounds like tool and die. Uh, was both of those tool and die industries? Yes, sir. That was tool and die. I can I can actually still have my journeyman card. I can walk into any, any tool room in the United States and demand top wages. Uh, but uh, career moves happen. Uh, you know, if you want to stay in the local hometown, you sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Are there any other? Have there been any industries come back to Sparta and Tool and Die? We we've had interest industries come back into White County, Ben, but uh, they usually farm out their Tool and Die work to job shops or other facilities outside the county or the state okay and i know putnam county has it but you want to be in sparta and i don't blame you yes. uh, and so the decision to run and that what i was going to get to is as you you must be well thought of 
not having any prior experience in the assessor's office to win an election to beat an incumbent, you must have made some kind of impact somehow, some way in White County through your previous career. Yes, I, uh, of course, working at Mallory's all those decades and then at Thompson Industries, you you come to uh, know a lot of people. You Actually, at Mallory's, we kind of all grew up together and we would celebrate when uh, each other had uh, babies and we would mourn when we lost loved ones. We were just a big family. So everybody knew me there. And, uh, of course, I am the president of the local car club called the Sparta Good Time Cruisers. We have over 200 members there, and I've been running that club for about 18 years, going on 19 years now. And so a lot of people knew me. Uh, they didn't know me as Earl Jones, which is my official name, but they knew me as Junior Jones, mm-hmm. so that's what I run as Junior Jones. Where, where did Junior come from? Well, my dad's name is Earl Wayne Jones, and, okay. and thereby I'm Junior. Yep. So a funny story for you, Junior, is uh, my daddy's Larry, and nobody above me was Benjamin. Uh, my namesake came from, I think my mama just said it sounded good, right? Benjamin Wayne, <laughs> and that's what she liked, and is out of the Bible, and she, you know, so. Um, but my coworkers started calling me when I started working at CTAS in 2005. They started calling me Junior because of my uncle. So you had okay. Billy Rogers, and then you had Ben Rogers. Well, instead of saying Ben, they just called me Junior. So I kind of know how you feel, but <laughs> uh, but blood related through the uncle instead of my father. But anyway, a little, little side story. How many employees did the um, Mallory have when you worked there? At one point, we had two plants, and we enjoyed uh, 1,500 jobs there at one time. Wow. Yes. And so 1,500 jobs went away and went to yeah, China. Yeah, thanks to NAFTA. That uh, that was the beginning of the end for manufacturing in White County. That was a lot of jobs lost like that, that, in was, 2005, yeah. and, and, of course, the recession hit in 2008. So that was not yes. good timing at all for for people and then you went you went to the next place and how many people did they employ well that uh thomas industries actually started up in 1963 uh they employed uh, just shy of 300 folks uh when the plant announced they were closing so i'm interested to know and you don't have to give me all the details because with denny wayne it may not be something you want to repeat but when the, when he come to you and had that conversation about running, how did that start? I mean, what was that conversation like between you and Denny Wayne? Well, we knew each other. We weren't very close friends like we are today, but uh, he called me up right out of the blue and said, uh, I just had you on my mind. Uh, I'd just like for you to consider running for this office that's going to be coming up for re-election. It's called the Assessor Property. And I said, well, Denny, I'm not real sure what that entails. He said, well, it's just a token office created by the Constitution. Ain't nothing to it. <laughs> and I thought, you know what? I could do that. So... <laughs> Uh, later on, I found out uh, that that was incorrect, but uh, I met the challenge. Well, it is a constitutional office, and that office will always be there unless the General Assembly amends the Constitution, and that's a process. I mean, I've talked about that on the show, how hard it is to amend the Constitution. It doesn't happen in one session. It happens over three years, pretty much. And so it is a constitutional office. It is necessary to have an assessor of property in every county because of the job do- duties you all perform for the taxpayer and the citizens in the county. And so especially on uh, not only just residential but the commercial side, you know, and so yeah, Denny Wayne was right. He just didn't give you all. He didn't give you all the details of how hard it may be, right? Well, that was, he was very encouraging. I can tell you that. But uh, I know that the, the position is called the assessor of property. Back in the old days, a lot of the older generation always called uh, the position the tax assessor. Mm-hmm. And in two thousand and eight, I think the legislative body at state level decided that 
the assessor did not assess taxes. They assessed property, thereby changing that name formally from tax assessor to property assessor. That was in 2008. And we still have some people, a little bit old school, oh, yes. that do refer to you as the tax assessor. Absolutely. And and you probably correct them if you feel like you can, just to say, hey, that won't put that tax on me, right? <laughs> Depends on the generation. If it's the older generation, I don't, Let uh, it I don't roll. try to correct them that. Yeah, I don't blame you. So you, you, you talk to people in the county. They want you to run. And your mindset, talk to your family, I'm sure. How did you start? Did you, did you, put, a, did you put a team together or did you just start campaigning? Well, I just started campaigning. I didn't have to put a team together. Um, uh, local politics at the, at the level that I was running at, uh, you really didn't need to put a team together. Didn't even have to spend a whole lot of money. I did uh, invest in some uh, ads in the local paper. And, of course, I had family and friends that was more than eager to help me distribute signage, you know, in the county. Uh, and then I would start going to uh, various functions and introducing myself. So um, I have, we have a little joke with some officials across the state that I just just saw this past week in Kingsport for a county official association meeting. You've been to meetings. You've been to the state assessors' meetings. You've been to conferences. And uh, sometimes they like to serve barbecue, right? That's a common thing. Yes. Well, what what's the most common thing served on the campaign trail for, for these political functions? Well, Usually barbecue. Absolutely, without a doubt. It's always barbecue. But uh, you, you, learn, you learn to uh, pace yourself. Yeah, sometimes right. you have to go to two, three functions a day or four. <laughs> so uh, you, you try to eat uh, – very small portions each time yeah that's right and we we joke about uh when we go we're going to go out to eat or something in the evening and we'll say what do you want barbecue and everybody would just, oh we don't want barbecue we're tired <laughs> of eating barbecue so i actually did have some good barbecue up there in bluff city uh on tuesday for lunch it's called ridgewood barbecue it was fantastic mm. but anyway um so you you campaigned did you go door to door did you did you i did i knocked on over 1500 doors that i could uh, recollect and uh I was uh, seemed like I was received very warmly. Uh, a lot of people. There's a lot of nice folks in White County, and uh, we all know each other a lot of times. And uh, I was surprised at the doors I knocked on that actually knew the folks when they answered it. You know, right. they knew me, and was very pleased that I was uh, taking a chance at the sister property job. Well, did you find on that campaign run, uh, Junior? that people may not have known what the assessor property was or what they did? Did you find any of that? Well, there was a few questions I asked. And, of course, my limited uh, knowledge of the office, you know, I had to just hit the high spots uh, uh, related to the uh, functions and the responsibilities of the assessor. Uh, But it seemed to be sufficient enough to satisfy their uh, question. Yeah, I mean, and that's not being critical of citizens, right? I mean, county government's complex. Yeah. There's so many moving parts, and, and but I find that when I'm out talking to people, they may not know what a county commissioner does or what the yeah. trustee or assessor does. So you try to inform them, give them some idea of what yeah. those offices are doing for them as taxpayers and yeah. citizens. And so I just wondered, you know, did you did you use any social media back in 2016? I didn't have a Facebook account, which I still have today. Yeah. Yeah, Junior Jones, assessor property for White County. Uh, and I, I, occasionally I'll post something related to uh, – maybe an opening of a business or a, a manufacturing facility. For instance, when when Herman Garage Doors opened up out on Airport Road, uh, had that on there. So I try to keep the folks, uh, you know, up to date on the local uh, manufacturing and uh, businesses that come into White County. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's part of what you can do as a assessor. I don't know if that falls on you as a responsibility, but when you add in that information to your whatever, social media or when you're out talking to people, I think that helps 
bring um, credibility to what you know, right? I mean, oh, absolutely. You yes. got the knowledge, yes. and you're informing people, then they sure. automatically are going to listen to you at, at time and time again as they run into you. Absolutely. And I really wish uh, the citizens of, of not only just White County, but all all these counties locally, I wish they would uh, the citizens would be a lot more uh, uh, attentive to county government as far as attending meetings. Uh, Commissioners meetings, uh, budget meetings, so it's all open open door meetings, uh, and they're they're all welcome to come. They yeah. broadcast or not broadcast? Well, we're working on broadcasting the uh, commissioners meeting sure. live. Yep. So that's a good thing that yep. will help too, and we'll get that on the social media outlets. And uh, uh, I think a, a, an understanding of county government it should be priority to all the citizens of white white county i agree junior that's a great point i have junior jones with me the white county assessor of property uh we'll be back in a moment just after this break what's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses when you shop local your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community helping to benefit your friends and neighbors local schools roads and all aspects of community life but what happens to my money if i spend it online or at a national chain store in most cases the profits go far away out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything office mark there's no other locally owned office store in the region south jefferson avenue across from hardy's shop local at office mart welcome back to local matters ben rogers with the white county property assessor or assessor property however you want to say it uh junior jones he started and was elected in office in 2016 junior you said you beat an incumbent of what 25 years I yes, just sir. Said? yes sir 25 year incumbent uh and and junior i'm glad to have you here and glad to know you and, and i think you do a great job for white county we talked about your background decision to run and the campaign process so you got in in 2016 you inherited the staff i guess i mean you you just told us last segment that you didn't know a whole lot about the office when you were approached about running you inherited the staff. Did that staff stay with you, or did you have a turnover? Well, I did. Uh, my staff did stay. Uh, I, I actually uh, come into the office and was told that they had been told by the previous assessor that they were going to be terminated by me. Of course, when I got them together, I said, I do not want to replace this team. I want to join this team, and I, uh, I'd be ridiculous to you know eliminate uh, such a fine a uh, bunch of folks that are professionally trained to do what mm-hmm. they do. So, yes, they all stayed except one. I, I, I had one that had already turned in a resume with the state comptroller's office, and uh, but uh, he is uh, still at, uh, to my beck and call as yeah. far as – uh, anything I need or any advice I need, I use to rely on him too. Well, I mean, I think that's a good and it, it's a good feeling, but I think it is a, te- a testament to your leadership that you walk in and say, I don't want to replace this team. I want to be a part of the team. And that's very valuable leadership uh, quality that you have there, Junior. And, and so, and it helped you because they already had knowledge and you're going to learn from them. Absolutely. I, without no transition support, support from the previous assessor, uh, I had to rely on those uh, those four employees to uh, pretty much train me uh, to do uh, 
administrative work, uh, things like that. So uh, it was a blessing that they did stay with me. Yes. So, and, and we don't have to get into details, but it, there's no state law requiring uh, the former or the previous official to help with the transition process to a new official, right? I get that question a lot, and I, especially for somebody that's newly elected that comes into another county office, and they'll say, "Isn't the you know so and so required to help me?" Well, no, they're not. When they're done, August thirty first, they're done. That that's true, Ben. Uh, actually. White County started transitioning uh, into a conservative form of government around 2012. Uh, and, uh, of course, I ran as a Republican uh, candidate and uh, replaced the Democrat candidate. So, no, there was no transitional support there at all yeah. um, and uh, no requirement to be, you know, any, for, for any support that way. Right. So you kind of had to learn baptism by fire with the staff you had. And then, obviously, you're doing a good job. you in your seventh year. Your election year is coming up next year. Yes. Uh, plans on running again. Do you know Absolutely. right now? Okay. Yes, well, we, we've heard it first here uh, that, that you're going to run in 2024. So uh, your staff, how many staff members you have right I now? I have four staff right now. Ben, I have uh, a field reviewer. Um, he uh, he goes out in and reviews our our county parcels. We have approximately eighteen thousand four hundred parcels to date, uh, and uh, we are on a five-year reappraisal cycle. So uh, we uh, try to do twenty-five percent of that amount each year. Uh, we drive by everyone's homes at least once every five years to do an on-site review. Plus, on top of that, he picks up all the new construction as well. Uh, I have a mapper that is professionally trained. Uh, he is the GIS mapper. Uh, he's got what we call this little hot rod computer that he he absolutely loves, and uh, he does all my mapping uh, and uh, detransfer of properties. And then my deputy assessor is Christy Hampton. Uh, she's been with me since 2019. Uh, she is fantastic. She does. Uh, she pretty much runs that office when I'm not in there. Uh, she does my keying of transfers of all the uh, deeds that come in the office. Yeah, and a big part of, uh, of what you have to do is personal property, too. And I know that that can take up a lot of time for a staff member. I mean, that's yes. the, and the personal property returns and, and all that information is and is all the equipment and, and items used in a, a course of business, right? I mean, yeah, absolutely. And that return has to come back to you, and you have to verify it, and you assess them. Based yes. on what kind of inventory or what kind of equipment they have, not inventory, but what kind of items they're using to run business. Yes, sir. With personal property, it's it's kind of unique in itself in that uh, we have just shy of a thousand businesses in 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 part of White County, uh, and uh, a personal property count. I'm going to give you an example of a personal property count. Say I have Jones's Lawnmower Service and I mow yards. Um, so my personal property count would consist of an asset list of a truck a trailer, a lawnmower, a weed eater, and uh, a leaf blower. That would be the items that I have to turn into the local assessor's office, and I have to turn in uh, what I think they're valued at or what I paid for them and the the, uh, year old that they are, the model year. And then the assessor will put a depreciated value on those annually, and then I will get a bill from the trustee's office regarding those taxes on that uh, list of personal property items. Yeah, and that's really good. And so – but in order for you to know if somebody has personal property, you got they have to have a business license, correct? Well, that's one discovery point. We call them discoveries uh, uh, down at the county clerk's office. They have to file for business license. Of course, there's social media where they advertise their uh, business on social media, the local newspapers, 
uh, things like that. So y'all are looking at media and, and, and newspapers, and even they, even though they may not have a business license, they're advertising the business. You're going to contact them. Absolutely, uh, a lot of businesses do run without a business license. Uh, but yes, if we would discover them, we will send them a, a discovery letter in the mail uh, regarding their business and. We're proud and pleased that they've opened a business in Sparta White County and just send their personal information to us so we can get them started on the uh, tax roll. Yeah, and that's part of your constitutional duty, right, as assessor, to make sure you maintain and and keep up with those businesses and what what kind of assets they do have uh, to run their business. So you have four staff members, um, and, of course, you said you had 18,400 parcels, and you're required by law or the state, uh, the county, I shouldn't say not you, uh, you're the assessor, but the county commission is required by law to have to fund, I should say, one person per 4,500 parcels in the county. And so you have you you're required to have at least five people because you're over that eighteen thousand, which will be four people, and you're so you have you and four four people, and yes, you sir. count as one. Absolutely, the first forty five hundred is is uh, counted to, toward me. And then for every forty five hundred by law, we are allowed to have another employee. Yes. Yeah, and so you you're up. You know the county is up to standard now. I'm not going to sit here and you don't have to advocate today, but you you're busy and you may need another employee, and the commission may need to decide to fund you that. But right now you're at that the the minimum staff you can get. Uh, there's only a few offices in the county in county government that are required to have certain staff and you're one of them i mean you you got to have that many people to to serve the citizens of white county and the sessions office so you have that um and so the budget process what, what was the budget process like for you in your first year as assessor was it overwhelming was it did you have did you have good assistance from the well i know you got a great finance director but did he help you along in that process oh yeah our finance director chad markham is absolutely fantastic to work with um uh, yes, he uh, walked through it with me the first time, and, and uh, what i done, I just took the uh, budget that was allotted to me for the uh, fiscal year, and I just divided up amongst the line items uh, as needed. Uh, I've never asked for a penny more than what I've been allotted uh, every year, and uh, that seems to be very favorable to the uh, county commissioners and our uh, our. Uh, finest director yes yeah yeah the county commission always loves to hear i'm not saying this is right but they always love to hear the elected officials say oh we don't need anything this year (laughs) (laughs) it ain't always going to be the case so this has been rogers on local matters i'm with white county assessor property mr junior jones we'll be back in just a moment after this break welcome back to local matters ben rogers here Talking with Mr. Junior Jones, the White County Assessor Property. Junior, uh, I failed to mention early on, you actually, uh, you were, we said you were elected in 2016. It didn't take you long to be recognized by your peers and by state people. You have won the Middle Tennessee Assessor of the Year two years in a row for 21 and 22. That's a big honor. There's a there's 95 assessors across the state. Middle Tennessee has four. How many did you well, Middleton's a Grand Division. Yeah, yeah. 14, I guess uh, it is. That's closer to 30. Actually, yeah, you're right, because it's middle. It goes yeah. all the way to, yes. to Nashville. So out of 30 assessors, two years in a row, you've been uh, awarded the Middle Tennessee Assessor Year. That's a pretty big deal. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Uh, it's nice to be uh, recognized by your peers uh, for such a distinction as that. Uh, it shows that you really put a lot of work into your uh, position to make it run uh, properly. Uh, and uh, also, I am the district leader uh, of our Middle Tennessee uh, Grand Division regarding 14 of those 30 counties. Uh, so I have to keep them uh, uh, up to date as to what's 
what's going on with the uh, area meetings, uh, conferences, that that sort. Yeah, and of course you have been to several meetings I have been. We're like I said, mentioned we we're in Franklin last week to have a joint meeting between assessor and trustees. That meeting, I mean, that's beneficial for the, for both parties, right? I mean, it, there was a lot of good conversation going on. Oh, absolutely. Anytime that we can network amongst other assessors, especially in these rural counties like mine, uh, we always ask each other what works for them, and sometimes we can apply that to, to our office and, and vice versa. So we mentioned a little bit earlier, Junior, the, about reappraisals, and, of course, you, you said you were on a five-year reappraisal cycle. 25% uh, basically is getting reappraised every year, uh, or 20%. I can't remember what you, you said, 25, right? Well, what we do, we review 25% review, of yes. the county each year. Yep. And so you're reviewing 25%. You're on a five-year reappraisal. <clears throat> Let's talk about your when, – when, when is the next reappraisal year for White County? Our next uh, reappraisal bin will be in 2025. Uh, and it, it's looking like we're going to see a huge uh, a jump in our property values due to the migration from the, uh, I'm going to say, for lack of a better word, the blue states coming into uh, Tennessee, uh, White County, Putnam County, and other areas all over, uh, especially middle and eastern Tennessee. And uh, they're they're paying uh, prices that are way, way above what uh, our price values are. And when asked about uh, their decision to pay such absorbent amounts for property, they say, well, Mr. Jones, that property is worth that where we come from. Mm Mm-hmm. So, so, so inadvertently, they're uh, actually raising the property values of the rest of the properties here in White County. Uh, so that's that's where we're at today. Right now, we're at a forty-two percent uh, uh, ratio. Right now, ratio me- means the difference between the appraised value and what property is selling for today. Is that did y'all just finish our sales ratio year? We uh, had a sales ratio year in 2022, and it was at 28%, and now we're at 42% for 2024 ratio year. Wow. And and so just to give you a little bit of of how much you all are growing in that compared to Putnam, we were at 28% this past year. We were, you know, the sales ratio was 72, so 28% we were missing out on on personal property and public utility assessments. And that that really, and I had Mr. Pearson talk about it, but that really – uh, caused the county to be without $1.1 million in revenue for Putnam, it's going to be somewhere maybe close to that. Since your ratio is higher than ours, yes. it may be somewhere close to that for y'all uh, next year. Well, being a small rural county, being like like we have today, that uh, that 40% ratio applied could mean uh, upwards of half a million dollars in yeah. revenue loss uh, due to the uh, ratio being applied to personal property tax bills and utility tax bills. That would be like your Caney Fork Electric and your local utilities. What's the penny value uh, this last budget year? Penny rate right now is 58000 in White County. So that could be almost $0.10 cents on the tax rate. Absolutely. That's yes. a that's a, a, a hit that's for, a hit. Yes, sir. for the citizens and there. Our commissioners have to look at that come budget time, too. Yeah, and it's um, it's talking to the mayor of the day about the, they were going through a ratio this next year, and they're looking at not quite 42 but around 36 and we're trying to put some numbers to it, and they're going to be around ten cents uh, impact, and and they're trying to build a jail, yeah, and they're trying to build a school, and it looks like they're going to have to find some kind of revenue source, and really the only one they can depend on is property tax. So we'll see what happens in the next six months of the budget cycle, and and uh, how they're going to start when their budget committee meetings come in the spring. But um, so that ratio study for you all will happen again next year, and then the following year you'll have reappraisal. So we'll have reappraisal, and that ratio will be eliminated. Yes. Because the reappraisal gets everything back to one, one hundred. Everything back up to the current market value. 
Yeah, and that's and that's state law. That has to happen. One of the things in these meetings we've been talking about, or well, a couple of things we've talked about that we've set in on junior, is there may be some legislation introduced to change the reappraisal years from from four, five, six, what they are now. So county commissions elect how many re, how long they wait to do a reappraisal. So they can do four, four years, five years, or six years. There may be some legislation introduced to change that to two, three, and four. We don't know. Well, we think it's going to happen. Don't we can't predict it. But what would that mean for White County? I mean, that shortens the reappraisal year. Do you think that would help the county? Well, I think in the long term, I believe it would. Uh, my my preference would be the two year reappraisal because of three year reappraisal, you're going to have a racial study in the second year. So, uh, yeah, two-year reappraisal would work, I think, because uh, we're looking at uh, a 40%-plus uh, adjustment in property values in in the county. Uh, keep in mind, though, that a reappraisal is always a revenue-neutral process. In other words, just because your property goes up 40% does not mean your tax bill will go up 40%. Uh, the law is this. Uh, TCA code says that when you go up 40% in reappraisal, your tax rate must come down 40%. That way... Uh, it is a revenue-neutral process. And yep. then, of course, the local commissioners, legislative body, they've got to do what they've got to do. Yeah, and the and design is the legislature's not in the business of raising local taxes for their constituents, right? They're going to let that fall on the county commission because that's their statutory authority is to, to increase or decrease the property tax rate. It doesn't right. fall on the state legislators. It falls on the county commissioners. So as you said, it's designed, reappraisal is designed to be revenue-neutral, those property values could be going sky high and can be increasing, but that tax rate drops down to where it's revenue neutral, and the commission has to decide what they're going to do. And we obviously ain't going to speak for White County Commission in, in two years from now. <laughs> we don't know what they're going to do. So that's one thing coming up, Junior, maybe in the next legislative session starting in January. Another discussion that might be hitting the legislature as well that we've talked to in these meetings uh, is Proposition 13. You and I are not going to spend a whole lot of time trying to define it, but I'm going to let you define it as you've heard through these meetings. What is Proposition 13? Well, Proposition 13 is a uh, is a taxation method created by Professor Art Laffer. Uh, he is from California. He has now since moved to Tennessee, and he's brought this Proposition 13 uh, taxation, uh, uh, property taxation uh, method to uh, to the legislators for their consideration. Uh, the biggest problem that I see in the local assessors here, we all see about this uh, Prop 13, is uh, you're taxed off of the purchase price of a house instead of the appraised value of that house. Uh, a good example would be $200,000 homes. Uh, I pay uh, 300000 for my home, and you pay 100000 for yours. So I'm paying taxes off 300000 and my neighbor, you, will be paying tax off 100000 uh, of course, that's assessed at 25%. I don't think we're probably going to be friends very long right. at, if that happens. Mm-hmm. So we just don't like that. And there's some other very negative things about this Prop 13 that uh, we, we really don't uh, we don't uh, uh, line up with, and we're really going to fight this to keep this from happening. Uh, so, Well, I've had, and, and I want to not argue with you because I, I mean you, I think we're really on the same side on this, but I had one person say to me, well, if they did Prop 13, there'd be no reason for you to have staff in your office. And we're like, no, there would be, because they still have to go out. You still have to go out and appraise if they added a garage on, if they put a pool yeah. in, yeah. if they've done stuff like that. So there still would be a need for the assessor's office. So 
for people thinking it's going to save the county money by reducing staff, that will not happen. No, that will not happen. Uh, matter of fact, uh, since 2020 reappraisal, we've already grown from 17,500 parcels to almost 1,000 more already uh, due to farm splits, uh, subdivisions, and uh, we've already put on, in the last three years, over 500 houses. So the growth is there. The need is for the assessor's office will always be there. Let me go right back to reappraisals right quick, though, Junior, because I meant to ask you a question. If y'all went to a two-year reappraisal cycle, would that how much would, would that increase the workload on your staff? Well, it would increase the workload. We'd have to look at uh, adding staff, uh, technology, uh, maybe even another automobile to do reviews. Uh, because I, I think the only fair way to do a two-year reappraisal would be uh, the ability to actually review the whole county as a whole b- uh, between years. Uh, so that's something we're looking at. Uh, I think I think the benefits of a two-year reappraisal would eliminate this uh, 40% increase uh, countywide in property values. We would be a slow uh, uh, increment uh, increase uh, every other year. And it also puts the limits on what our legislative body can add to the certified tax rate. Yeah, and that, that's great information because it's going to be interesting to see this next legislative session, which I will have some legislators on legislators on before uh, we, you know, the session starts, just to see what this what's coming. If Proposition Thirteen is going to be discussed, if we're going to talk about two, three, four reappraisal years, um, so a lot to learn over the next few months with with some changes going on. Junior, I appreciate what you do as the assessor in White County. It's you know south of Putnam County. People are moving in. I mean, I think you and I talked last week. Where's the biggest growth spurt in White County right now? Our biggest growth spurt's in the northern part of the county. Everybody likes and loves to uh, uh, shop and eat in Putnam County. So, therefore, the northern end of the county is seeing the, the largest growth rate right now. Yeah. So, with a two-year appraisal, I think we we would really pinpoint the areas of growth more and add – uh, the uh, property values in those areas rather than a countywide status. Yeah, and that makes sense to me. Thank you for being here. Appreciate yes, what sir. you Real do. Real pleasure to be with you this morning. Yeah, I always enjoy talking to you. I, again, I was glad to catch up with you last week. Franklin had a good time. You sat with me and my coworkers. You probably think we're a little bit crazy in some of the stuff we talk about, <laughs> but we like to have a good time. I've had Mr. Junior Jones, a White County Assessor property on with me this morning here on Local Matters. This has been Rogers. I hope you have a great weekend. Remember, it's a lot easier to smile. It is a frown. Make somebody's day. Be kind to somebody. Uh, that's the only, only way we get through this world. Thanks to my producer, Jake. Appreciate everything he does for me. Junior, again, we'll see you soon. Uh, if you need anything, let me know. God bless White County because y'all are a wonderful neighbor to Putnam County. We appreciate everything you do. Real pleasure, Ben. Thank you. Thank you, folks. Hope you have a great weekend. We'll see you next week.